Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church located in Katy, Texas. If you're in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing that faith with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message. God bless your week. Dear Christian, grace, mercy, and God's never-ending peace be yours in abundance today as you consider the object of your faith and your trust in Christ alone with that faith. It is our 25th anniversary here in in 2023 because we started in 1998, and we're celebrating that anniversary throughout the month of October. Two weeks ago, we are having in the middle of a sermon series on Teach All Nations, we had the message about we work together, God's people, to teach all nations about his message. Last week we talked about the message of grace alone, that we are saved by God's gift and not our own efforts. Today the theme is teach all nations about faith alone, that we trust in Christ and no one else, including self. And that's a really important message, and it's also muddled in the world and needing to be clarified because a lot of people say, I have faith, but what do they actually mean? Haven't you ever seen a football player or an athlete of some other sport before the big game or before a big play, they say, gotta have faith. We just gotta have faith. Or just gotta believe. You just gotta believe. And I always want to ask that guy or girl, Well, faith in what? Belief in what? That you're going to run the play right? What if the defender has faith too? Who's going to win then? If he's got faith, he's going to make the tackle. And you got faith, you're going to score the touchdown. Then what? See, faith is only as good as what it is grabbing. And most people don't think about that when they use the word faith or belief or trust or spirituality. Here's a great quote from Martin Luther on this topic. He said, Faith is a living, daring confidence in God's grace, so sure and certain that a person could stake their life on it a thousand times. Faith is only as good as the object to which it clings. For another illustration about this, consider you... Drowning in the ocean, what if that were to happen? That there you are, bobbing around, the waves coming one after the next, thousands of miles from any shore, the salt water is burning in your eyes as well as your throat, you're getting exhausted as you're treading water. But as you can, as best as you can, as you're bobbing up and down in the waves, you say, I have faith! I have faith! It's going to be okay! I have faith. Well then, a rescue boat comes by, throws you a life preserver. But you say, I don't need that. I have faith. No, you've got nothing, and you're going to be shark bait. However, if that same situation happens, the rescue boat comes, throws you the life preserver, and then you grab it. And you cling to it with all you've got. Now, You are going to be saved because your faith 
is in the life preserver. Faith is only good if it has an object to cling to, and then it's only as good as the object to which it is clinging. So before we go on with the Scripture verses, think about a couple other things here. What if your faith, the reason you're going to be okay, is in your money? Shark bait. What if your faith, the reason you're going to be okay, is because of your feelings? Shark bait. What if it's in any country on earth, or any human being for that matter? Shark bait. What if your faith is in your ability to arrange everything just how you like to the bottom of the ocean? Those objects are not worth clinging to with all you've got. You can't stake your life on any of that a thousand times. But we have something different in which to put our faith. The powerful, otherworldly, divine gospel. The message that Jesus Christ has come from heaven to earth to finish his work of saving us from sin, from sinking to the bottom, from hellfire, from the devil's temptations, from being overwhelmed with fear, from the temptation to doubt whether God's with us or not, the powerful gospel is worth clinging to. And it's not just a life preserver, it's an eternity preserver. Think about that, faith alone, as we go through the scriptures today and keep on marching along with this message. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Let's start there. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. The Apostle Paul is bold. And he powers up, straightens up, and says out loud for the whole world to hear, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is powerful. Now who's he writing to? The Romans. The Romans, the Roman Empire, was the most powerful empire on earth. And very powerful people the most powerful people in the world lived in Rome. They directed the most powerful army anyone could find. And they despised anything remotely close to Jesus. They despised the Apostle Paul for preaching about Jesus. In fact, just a few years after he wrote these words, the Apostle Paul would lose his life at the hands of the Romans for preaching about Jesus. They executed him and beheaded him. And yet, does he seem afraid for even one little second? Is an inch of his heart a little bit worried? He says, I am not ashamed. I am not embarrassed, humiliated, worried, because I have the gospel. And that is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. The Greek word translated power is the word dynamis. And in the Greek word dynamis, you can hear our English word dynamite. So I don't think it'd be quite right as an accurate translation to say 
I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the dynamite of God, but it's kind of in that direction. Dynamite blows things up, though. So don't think of the blow-up part, but think of the makes-a-change part. As dynamite by a building causes it to change drastically into bits, so also the gospel causes a major change in anyone's heart when they hear the gospel and believe what Jesus says. The person who was not sure whether God's on their side or not now is sure. The person who was afraid of what's going to happen to them after they die now is unafraid. The person who wonders, have I done enough for salvation? Now is confident. I have salvation in Christ's finished work and heaven is my home. Only the gospel can promise that. Only the gospel is the life preserver worth grabbing that lasts eternally. Because only the gospel says, God did all the work for you. And then he offers it to you as a free gift. That's coming next in the verses, verse 17. In the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. Righteousness means everything's okay. Everything's right between you and God. You have perfection in God's eyes. You have peace. You have forgiveness. No sin still clings to your soul because it's already been transferred to Christ's cross. And it's already been gifted to you, His righteousness. You see, when we show up before God's table... We don't, we, we don't have righteousness at all. We have zero righteousness. And that's why this is such a powerful truth. In the gospel, the message of sins forgiven in Christ, the righteousness of God, everything's right between you and God, is revealed. You didn't even have to go scramble someplace to find it or work an eight-hour day to earn it. It's revealed. You're just here minding your own business, doing your own sinful stuff. And all of a sudden God says, ta-da! Righteousness! Look what I'm giving you! It's yours today. Wow! That causes such a change in people's hearts and lives that is worth grabbing so that you don't sink to the bottom of the abyss. That's faith in the gospel. Faith In God's righteousness, I am right today with God. Not because of me whatsoever in my track record of life, but because of Christ's, which I'm grabbing. Because God has given it to me and revealed it to me. How about that Luther quote again, now that we have been talking about faith in the gospel a little bit. Faith is a living, daring confidence in God's grace. So sure and certain that a person could stake their life on it a thousand times. And then as the rest of verse 17 states, the righteous will live by faith. What sin pops up in your heart, in your mind, in your life, as you reflect, have I lived by faith? Have I? grabbed the gospel and then lived accordingly? 
100% of the time? Or have I bounced around in the ocean of sin and temptation thinking that I was fine when I actually was sinking? Doubt is such a terrible temptation when Satan comes around and he'll say, you don't want to grab that life preserver. It's flat. It's got holes in it. It's not going to be any good. You can handle it on your own. This isn't that hard. It's just a small little puddle that you're messing with, not an ocean. That's what Satan would tell you because he wants you to sink to the bottom and believe the lies that he offers. Faith in money doesn't last forever, won't buy you heaven, doesn't even give you happiness that it promises. If anything, it makes you more miserable because you thought it would give you happiness, but then you end up disappointed. Same thing with feeling like you have the power and the ability to arrange life just how you want. Because sometimes we do, many times we do. Wouldn't you say that many days go as you thought they would go? But then, not every day does, and then sometimes for weeks or months or even years on end, it doesn't go how we wanted it to go. And if you had faith that I am in control and I can arrange it just how I like it, to the bottom you go. You've been believing a lie. Living, trusting in yourself, living, saying words like, gotta have faith, just gotta believe. But then if anybody asks you faith in what, belief in who, uh, to the bottom. Faith in faith is worthless. Belief in whatever, worthless. But faith in Jesus Christ, your Savior, totally different. That's the powerful gospel. Belief in Jesus Christ in the home of heaven He has provided for you because of His righteousness that He's gifted you. That is powerful and life-changing. So that is what it means when the Scripture teaches to live by faith. Not just that you're going through your day hoping things will get better but not really being sure. Hoping things, that, things will change but, but not being able to really grasp any of it. Living by faith means that when you have a great day, you're grabbing that powerful gospel saying, I'm going to enjoy this good day in a balanced perspective, but my real treasure isn't having a good day. It's Christ. When you have a bad day, when doubt is starting to cause you to sink and you're getting exhausted from it, you can also handle that with a balanced perspective and say, this awful time, this disaster, small or great, is just for a time. What is forever is the powerful gospel to which I am clinging. And then, your time, your money, your energy, your thoughts. Living by faith alone, you have a whole different perspective on how you handle financial decisions, time decisions, choices in life, what's deeply important to you and what isn't as important maybe as it used to be. What an incredible opportunity we have as God's people to know for sure beyond any shadow of a doubt that we have a living, daring confidence in Christ alone, in the gospel, 
that we have God's holy word that stands firm in the heavens, assuring us this is eternal. This isn't just having a good day or a bad day. This is eternal. We can stake our life on it a thousand times and be perfectly satisfied a thousand times, never disappointed even once. We have the privilege because God has revealed it to us through His grace and mercy to live by faith alone and then also teach all nations to also live by faith in Jesus alone. God bless you and be with you and give you great joy and courage, that daring confidence in the powerful gospel as you do that. Amen. We know your time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you be so kind as to click to follow our show and give us a five-star rating? That's a quick and easy way to help us get the message of truth out to more people. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.